Hey, and welcome to the latest issue of the Three Old Geeks podcast. I am joined once again by the uh, usual cast of characters. Uh, first of all, the uh, keeper of the inner sanctum, the evil genius, the numbers guy, and the guy who uh, who likes money. I like money. Yeah. Yeah. That's Keith. <laughs> Keith the Keith Comics. Keith, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> I like money. And of course, the man who is always wrong and with the hole in his collection, the dirty old geek, the pictures guy, and the clown prince of collecting. Brian needs one who uh, who likes uh, he likes sex. Uh, I like sex. <laughs> oh, that was that was frighteningly good. <laughs> oh, I like sex. Who's coming from? <laughs> and I, of course, am the world's oldest kid sidekick. I am the words guy, and I am, of course, the smartest man in the room. Ah! Uh, so, uh, Brian, you got some uh, you got some news for us? Yeah, we had. Uh, I thought it was interesting. It was. Uh, it went under the radar. I don't know why, but DC is now on webtoons. Oh, yeah, they're putting out. Um, I've seen some reviews, and uh, depending upon. Um, what's your flavor of, uh, their first intro comic was, um, the Wayne family. Okay. And it's more the Bat family. Okay. But they're coming at it from a more, um, Batman as the dad. Oh. <laughs> of, a, of a big dysfunctional family. And actually, it's more, um, day in the life kind of stuff and less just big brutal battles. Oh. Uh, yeah, I actually it actually intrigued me a little bit. Uh, it seems to be um, I want to go with the YA angle, but I don't want to put it in that category because it doesn't sound like it's that melodramatic. But it it actually sounds kind of fun. It sounds kind of interesting. Some kind of interesting, yeah. Different take. There was kind of a there was a one of the issues is a, a cookie battle between Alfred and Bruce Wayne, who <laughs> makes the best cookies. But that's just a part of the story. But I, I actually read that and went, God, that sounds interesting. I mean, it, to me, uh, I like those slice of life kind did of stories. Did you watch the uh, Matrix trailer? I did see the Matrix trailer. I haven't seen it yet either. No, I've seen it. Oh, you did see it. I yet. did see it. I heard it was a, uh, I heard it, there was a kind of a, huh, what the fuck's going on here? Yes. Dude. Yeah, because um, it starts with uh, Neo back in the Matrix and not knowing who he is. And not knowing who, um, I can't remember her name now, but Carrie Moss's character. Trinity. Trinity. Not knowing Trinity. Like, he runs into her at a coffee shop, and he's like, do I know you? And she's looking at him like, yeah, he's familiar to her, too. And then they get into some of the matrix matrixy stuff. I'm hoping it's better than the trailer. <laughs> or the last two movies. <clears throat> well, you know what, at least... You remember the playground scene with Agent Smith where there's 8 trillion Agent Smiths yeah. and Trinities flying and doing all... To me, that that in the movie looked like a bad video game trick. Yes, yes. You get that same kind of feel from the trailer. Oh. Yeah, and I, I was like, I hope that they do the CGI better. Yeah, sometimes uh, they rush the trailers and the, the CGI is yeah. quite as good. Yes. Uh, that is what I'm hoping. That being said, there's still some really good stuff. Well, I mean, the second Matrix movie had the really awesome uh, opening sequence with the motorcycle chase and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, you can't argue with their, their set pieces. Well, it's yeah, just the, the fight in, uh, in the stairwell. The stairwell, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you can't argue with some of the set pieces. It's just I, I like to have a, a movie that goes goes along with the cool action scenes. A story? There. You want a story? Yeah, something like that, yeah. What I want to know is, is it the Wachewskis? Or is it just one? Oh, that I don't know. I, I Because it said directed by and it was just the one. Maybe they're both producing and one's directing or something? I don't know. I don't know either. But uh, that, to me, would be interesting to look at. Um, but they do a good job. Uh, but the CGI was, it left, it was lacking. Yeah. Um, it didn't excite me. But yeah, it is what the fuck. Uh, outside of that, um, we had no one, uh, no one died this week. So that was a good week that I know of yet. Uh, we do have births. Kathy, uh, I don't know how to say her name. I apologize, but Geis White or Geese White. Who did the Kathy Strip, born in 1950. Sergio Aragones, the great. Legendary. Legendary Sergio Aragones, born in 1937. Uh, Mike Zeck, 1949. One of my favorites. Huh? One of my favorites. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oddly enough, 1956. And this this date, God, it sounded, it seems so long ago, but was is the anniversary of the death of Alex Raymond. Wow. Oh, the creator of Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. Died in 1956. Wow. Yes, thank you. Because I went, whoa. Uh, 1930 is the first appearance of Blondie, which I loved growing up. So, 1917 saw the birth of Frank Robbins. 1952, the great Jerry Conway. And uh, 1943, the fantastic Milo Manera. Wow, I didn't realize she was that old. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And that about does it for birthday. All right, so for this week's edition of the world-famous Top 3 list, with 15 minutes on the timer, gentlemen, what are your top three prophetic... Wait, what? Wait, or... wait, 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 wait. I thought you said pathetic. <laughs> oh, oh. Do you got to rewrite your list now? No, they're pretty much the same things. Yeah. <laughs> what are your top three prophetic or uh, fortune-telling scenes from movies? Thank you for using words I understand. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I forgot you're the numbers guy. With 50 minutes on the timer, and go. Okay, number three for me is um, The Truman Show. Yes. Just for um, the way reality that TV. Reality TV. Turned. Reality and how it took over and how interested we get in... in uh, Other people's business. Yeah. Big Brother and all, 90 Day Fiance and all uh, that The Kardashians. The, Who? <laughs> which is what it spoke more to and where you watch it and you think that had never happened. And then the next thing you know, we're talking about uh, some motherfucker we never even heard of. Who's we? <laughs> Who's we? Who's we? Uh, but yeah, that's so. I would go. Uh, Truman Show really nailed that as to where that was going. That was one I also ran. Also ran. So what do you got for your number three? Well, I have to go with kind of one of the obvious ones here. I got to go with Back to the Future too. Oh, okay. okay. Um, what are we talking here? I'm talking. They had. Video conferencing, video calls. They had uh, flat screen TVs. 
they had fingerprint scanners. And uh, I, as, as an avowed Sox fan, I am uh, ashamed to mention this. They were off on the predicting the Cubs winning the World Series by a year. That's Back to the Future 1. No, it's Back to the Future 2. It's... Oh, you're right. It's, yeah, because yeah, two, two dealt two, with the twos in the future, yeah. 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 Although they didn't have the teams right because they were supposed to be the sharks, the, the Florida Sharks or whatever. Yeah. But uh, they nice. did predict that they were winning the World Series, and it was it was 2015, and they won it in 2016. That was my so. number one. When you're talking 100 years, or at that point it was 77 years off. Yeah, you to be one year off, pretty fucking close. Yeah, and no one thought the Cubs would ever get good, but so, so and they finally just traded the last guy off the team. All mine. Okay, I'm gonna go with uh, my number three is Total Recall with the self-driving cars. Yeah, we're getting into that, and it's one of those things where at the time you're like, you're fucking kidding me. No one's gonna be driving these things, and we're getting close. You know, Domino's is sending out. Um, I don't even think we're close. We're there. I know Domino's is sending out cars. Oh no, there's uh, one of the guys at work. His son goes to one of the Big Ten universities, whatever, and they have automated carts that will they'll go from the pizza they don't have drivers for pizza places anymore they they have carts yeah. that deliver the pizzas and stuff like that yeah that's uh that's, that's fun <laughs> it's scary it is very scary because pretty soon those pizza cart uh driving ais are going to develop uh you know thoughts of their own and realize that uh i could use any sci-fi cliche that the humanity is a virus or that we're oh, you know what's flawed or what's whatever movie where everything comes to life uh the Stephen King Maximum book. Overdrive? Maximum Overdrive, yeah. Um, the Green Goblin coming at you in a big truck form. I think it just think ends it. drunk driving, and thank God. The, you could have ended drunk driving 50 years ago if you just made drunks take cabs home. That's kind of what we try to do, but... Take the keys away. you got to put your keys in when you go in. And it's a key party, too. So... Okay, going number two. Oh, the look on Brian's face. <laughs> He's like, I would still be drinking. That <laughs> might not have ever quit. All right, Brian, you got a. Uh, oh, you uh, you've got mail. With the uh, online dating. Yeah. Yeah. It was not, um, that was not a thing when that came out. Uh, and fuck, the internet wasn't really a thing when that movie no, came no. out. But to predict uh, two people meeting on a computer and then. Uh, getting together, and that's isn't that how younger people do it nowadays? Yes. Like they don't even go on dates anymore. No. They they check everybody's profile before they even yeah. hook up or whatever. Swipe left and swipe right. Oh, is that what that means? God, I'm yeah. so I'm so fucking unhip, yeah. dude. I have no idea what any of this. <laughs> to shit the is. left, to the left. That's what it is. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, I yeah. know swipe to the left, swipe to the right, but I don't know which is which, so I'd be fucked with that. So, yeah, or I uh, wouldn't be whichever. Um, Okay, what's your number two? Take another one and I'll stab you. I think we're going to have a lot of crossovers here because like, this is kind of a limited... Uh, it really is, but... I am going to go, rather than a movie, and technically it was a movie, and I think we've mentioned this kind of maybe once or twice before, especially when Dr. Rich was here or something, but I think a ton of science fiction has influenced the way that we do things now, but to me... Star Trek's tricorder and call it, you know, either the film franchise or the TV franchise literally was that magic box that you held in your hand. You could look up anything on it. You could do medical checks on it. You could, you know, analyze a rock with it or, or take pictures or whatever. And to me, like the modern smartphone has, it's literally 
to the point where like my parents who you know who don't have the best you know uh hands in the world will will, they use siri siri all the time and they literally talk to their computers in star trek and now you can literally tell hey siri you know order me a an 18 inch pepperoni pizza or something like that and you'll have a pizza in 30 minutes so I, I think uh, I think a lot of the modern technology has a lot to owe to uh, a lot of science fiction, but I think it has the most owe to Star Trek. You know, they the interesting thing that they were having a problem with when they did Enterprise was that the technology that we had already was yeah. smaller and sleeker and quicker than the original show. Yeah, and they had to try to come up with clunkier stuff that would lead. Now, I mean, really, I didn't think it should be a problem because you're talking about interstellar and all that shit. But, yeah, that was one of the problems they had in Enterprise was trying to make the tech look less. And, and think about it in, <coughs> in Star Wars, like, there were still switches. There were still, you know, like, levers, you yes. know. And that's what maybe made, gave it some of its charm. Like, it was, yeah, granted, we had interstellar flight and blasters and lightsabers and stuff. But there were still some, the, the kind of, like, the commonality of it, you know. Yes. It felt very lived it. Yeah. What do you got? But Star Wars did come up with holograms. There's a holographic chess. Yeah. That was actually my number two. And, you know, they, they, and, and we're getting to the point where we're going to have holographic games, and that's basically that what that was. I just watched, swear to God, last night, fucking holographic ABBA is coming. They're putting out a new album. Holographic ABBA. And they're doing holographic <laughs> ABBA. Shoot me now. Shoot me now. I swear to fucking God, they spent five days or some shit, five weeks strapping these guys up and, and they've filmed and they're doing holographic ABBA. So, yeah. Yeah. So, that was. That well, was, I mean, they, they've already. There's been a couple was, of times where they did with the Tupac or. Oh, sure. But this is going to be a whole show. And then they went through how they de aged them. And oh, my God. It was fucking crazy. And I don't know why they had to de age them because they had pictures of them in the 70s. But. Who cares? Yeah. Anyway. But Abba's back together, and that's happy news. So what's your number one, then? My it, number one? Really? <laughs> Come on, this could be Mama Mia 3 now. With new songs. Uh, I'm going to go with... my day here. Uh, uh, another Jim Carrey vehicle. Ace Ventura. There's going to be Pet Detectives. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the Pet Detective thing. Ah, that Holy shit. That was the, the amount. No. Cable Guy. Not one of my favorite films. It doesn't have to be a good film. just yeah. has to be prophetic. Uh, but he talks about how you're going to integrate your home and your TV and your phone and how all of this is going to be connected together. Uh, he gives a whole little speech at the end where he nails all of the shit that's happening today. That was one of my then. pathetic movies, too. So Yeah. <laughs> I really didn't like that movie. Um, but uh, But that was a pretty amazing little speech at the end where he talks about where Cable is going. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I actually, I've only seen that movie once, and I don't don't even remember that part of it, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, well. What is your you're number You're not one? missing anything. My number one is actually one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, and I don't know Big how. Big Trouble in Little China. And it actually kind of relates to my, my other occupation besides podcasting. It's actually going to be dragons coming. <laughs> no. Um, Blade Runner. Huh? The way that they. Flying Cars. I wish Flying Cars. That'd be awesome. No, actually, no, that'd be worse the way ever. that they did the signs in that movie and the advertising, these oh, the, giant the television digital boards, boards yeah, yeah. on the sides of buildings. Yeah. Those, I mean, dude, I deal with those on a weekly basis. They're honest to God real. And they, they really, I mean, in like in Piccadilly Square and in Times Square and in 
uh, I forget the district in Tokyo. That's that's reality. That is literally reality. I mean, there there are are buildings that are skinned so you can change the color. You know, you can change the color to green when it's St. Patrick's Day or pink when it's Valentine's Day and stuff like that. I mean, especially in that that one again hits me on a personal level. Is that is that is something that is literally science fiction that it became reality. It really is, and uh, and it's causing problems. Yes, because people tend to watch them like TV and take their eyes off the road, and it also messes that's why we have automated driving cars. So it all goes back seat to mine, and it also messes with uh, bird bird migrations too. Does it? Yeah. Wow, Why? I didn't know that. Yeah, they, because they, they end up watching TV. And they, yes, they, and they, they, they end up. Fly around they're the watching the Coke ads. They want a Coke. They fly into the sign. Okay. Wow. Stupid birds. <laughs> Great. We just lost our bird audience, Keith. <laughs> birds deserve it for being stupid. <laughs> oh, when the Twitter, when the Twitter from the bird, uh, the bird Twitter jumps tweets, on this, Twitter tweets, stops on little the tweets come up. <laughs> the little tweets. What's your What's your number? Uh, my number one is from the movie Looker. Where they were scanning in people and using them for commercials and stuff like that. We are now, we have come to the point where we can make movies without people, with people who are dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Whether you're deep faking or whatever, but they, they were scanning people to come up with their... Isn't that interesting? With deep fake technology, you don't even have to, you can do it from your home computer now. Yeah. 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 Uh, an average normal Joe. Oh no! There's are you kidding? There's apps for Facebook where you can make your you can put your face on, you know, Indiana Jones's body or something like that, and they have scenes where you know you're it's like your face, you know, going through uh, the motions of Raiders of the Lost Ark when he's getting chased by the boulders. Well, I'm waiting for five to put my face on that body. <laughs> did you ever hear about that kid who did the whole Indiana yes, Jones yes, movie? Yes. yes. Huh. The only remakes that probably we should watch. Any honorable mentions? Uh, you know what? You guys took my honorable mentions. I don't have any more. Again, this was kind of a tight little... This was a little one, yeah. This the, was... The, the only other one I had was uh, the 1927 movie Metropolis were robots. <laughs> I was thinking of the hordes of people punching the clock and leaving the shifts and looking yeah, all depressed because, yeah. you know, that's a lot of us. Well, you know, the movie that, that actually spurned this, which was Brazil, uh, there was a whole lot in that. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's quite that bad, but I mean, like, let's put it this way: I don't think that, that anybody, and then we're going to start getting kind of quasi political. I don't think there's anything as personal privacy anymore. I think everybody volunteers all their information. I think you're right. I, I'm absolutely agreeing with you. And it's scary how their AI technology can predict what we're going to do. Oh yeah, as individuals. All right. Well, I, I had to sign a document at work, and they had had me. To prove that I was who I was saying on when I was electronically signing this document, they said answer these questions. They knew the colors of all my cars. They knew my mother's address. They knew that my uh, college address was X Y Z and stuff like that. It was literally these qualifying questions where they had to look up every record of me in any capacity to find this information. It was it was frightening. It wow, really I want to see what they pick for me. No, I don't. I do. It was weird when I bought my Jeep because I had looked on other things to uh, to get well, it. Even the way the ads work nowadays. I went home and went to go on to Facebook and put, because at that point I used Facebook, uh, to put on there, hey, I bought myself a new Jeep, but update my whatever, my notification or whatever the fuck it is. And the ad, there was an ad for not just Jeep, for the exact fucking Jeep I bought. 
Oh, the wow. one I had just gone and paid for. <laughs> Which is kind it of stupid advertising because you, you just bought, bought and paid yeah, for yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit more off the grid than you guys probably. <laughs> I am now. Yeah. I, I've been. I, I just, I'm old. <laughs> I'll stick with that. I I like to see what they can dig up on me because I do, I've done Google searches on me and there's too many other Keith Andersons. There's some famous... Cowboy singer. You broke one of the... Well, you're not off the grid anymore, pal, because you just mentioned your last name, which we don't have a tendency to do, and now the AI Keith, is going to... Keith fucking comics. Yeah. <laughs> but I we never been... talk about your last name, and now that the, yeah. the it's going to be on air, and now all these AIs that are mining all this data are going to know about you, Keith. Oh, bring it on. I'm a country singer. <laughs> or I'm a terrorist. Because you know, was, I, I got stopped myself at the airport. And, and all the fucking Brian Pierce's that they were all doing shit that I could have gone to school and done and didn't. <laughs> so all my Brian Pierce doppelgangers are more successful than I. And you just mentioned your do. last name, oh, so fuck. now they're all gonna know about it. You're not tricking me into doing it. You're not tricking me into doing it. His last name's Hendrickson. And no, you have you have your last name on the where you put Three Old Geeks podcast on fucking Facebook. <laughs> See, You're I'm the lo- worst one. I'm the worst one out of all because I'm actually the one that you advertises on out. Facebook. Yeah, spelled it out. <laughs> yeah, because if you'd have said it, nobody would be able to spell it. Well, and nobody can say it anyway, so. But yes, I. that's true. I all right. <laughs> this turned into a weird one. <laughs> yeah, this is the first one to ever do that. Let us know what you think. All right, so for this week, we are joining number 29 on the ringer's list of top cult films. We are joining the Cult of Idiocracy from 2006. I've been a cult member from the beginning of this. I'm just being an idiot. All right, well, uh, directed by the vastly underrated, you do not hear this guy's name come up in a lot of conversations, but the vastly underrated Mike Judge. Yeah. Uh, written by Mike Judge and Ethan, not to be confused with Ethan Cohen. I even it even says that on his his Wikipedia page. Do not confuse this guy with Ethan Cohen. And starring Luke Wilson, Maya Rudolph, Dax Shepard, and Terry Crews. And this may be the greatest dystopian. As much as I like Brazil, Brian, this might be the greatest dystopian science fiction movie of all time. I've been a fan of the movie since the first time I saw it. So it, yes, uh, it, in a great voiceover, they explained that smart people do not reproduce in the same quantities as dumb people. So five hundred years from now, the world is run by dumb people. I thought uh, the beginning was brilliant. The voiceover, the 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 showing of the, the smart couple yeah, because the, I've met them. More than one. <laughs> and the dumb couple. That... And the dumb couple, I have been them. <laughs> <laughs> but And I have known people like this. So, uh, yeah, I did think that that was funny. Uh, I enjoyed the film. I really liked it. I thought it had a great message. Smart people should fuck more? No. Oh, okay. No, that, that it's true. Uh, I think that it's probably closer to the dystopian future that we're heading towards yes. than any other we're film. In, it's in, not Blade Runner. We're not going towards Blade Runner, yeah. guys. Yeah. 
We're yeah, not we're going in... towards flying cars. Yeah, That's not happening. No. And people are moving off planet to Mars and the Earth's a shithole. No. No. The Earth is already a shithole. Yeah. We're uh, we're going to water our crops with Gatorade. I can't, um, I can't wait for the giant pile of trash. The trash, the trash, the avalanche. trash avalanche of the 2050. Trash. <laughs> I can't wait for that. You know, I was watching that. There was one time I was at the uh, the dump. Uh, Do we want to know why you were at the dump? I, I had a job where I had to go drop things at the dump. Oh, okay. Uh, demolition. Bodies we did demolition. Yeah. Uh, but uh, one of the uh, big, you know, 18-wheeler dump trucks had actually uh, had the garbage collapsed and it fell. And it was laying at the bottom of a big hill of garbage laying and there was seven guys standing up on the thing looking down at it trying to figure out how they were gonna get that fucking thing back up and and i watched idiocracy going i've seen it i've been there guys i laughed then i laugh now uh yeah so i've actually seen uh the precursor to that i'm waiting for the president who is not only a pro wrestling champion but a porn star Yes. I am waiting for the all nutshot, although America's Funniest Home Videos kind of turned into Jack that. Jackass, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. which, um, so not my cup of tea. No, not m- m- not mine either, but I, I can see that. All my balls. <laughs> as you talk about, as a running gag, the guy keep from all my balls keep showing up and people just have feel the, the need to kick him in the nuts type of thing. It, um... Everyone wants to be part of TV. I found it frightening, however, because I'm thinking back to 2005, and I don't think there was as quite many as, like, pop-up ads. Oh, and literally yeah. everything that they were showing on TV had yeah. banner ads going across the top and the bottom, dude. And, and that was kind of... That was really frightening. You know, we talked about prophetic film or Yeah, prophetic films. Uh... My fear is that this is one yeah. of them. Yes, yes. And it, it truly is going that way. Still, it, it was kind of a hard movie for me to get through. Really? Yeah. And it had the most Brian line. Oh, I want to hear this. Okay. The most Brian line out of any movie I have ever heard is, there's a bunch of whores out in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you get them out of I literally could see you, like, scrambling out of here. Hey, there's a bunch of whores standing out in front of Keith's comics over here. I could see you scrambling out yeah. the door. Dropping the pizza puffs and going. <laughs> yeah. Sadly. That, that guy would have keeled over just sadly. as he hit the door. Perhaps there was too much of me in this. <laughs> yes, maybe. Uh, perhaps. It's not like I love my yeah. life. No, it was, yeah, it was just, uh, I like money. Yeah, no, it, it, it got, like, the, the premise kind of got old fast. Right. Like, Like, yeah, like, like the whole, like, you know, like, everybody's just, you know, like, like the whole gag with, like, but it's got electrolytes in it. That, that circular. It's what the, it's what the crops crave. It's what the cows crave. No, that to me was actually funny. Okay. That, when that, I, that was about the table, thirty seconds, about thirty seconds. Oh, and then they kept doing the the fact that they, electrolytes. The fact, <laughs> the fact that they bought the FDA. Yeah, no, like the, they bought the FDA, they bought the FCC, so they can advertise as much yeah, as they yeah. want. I that again was frightening. Yeah, you know, perhaps it was it was difficult for me to get through because a yeah, it it got old. 
But um, what kept me going was uh, propheticness of it. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, yeah. The, but it has electrolytes. Yeah. yeah. What are electrolytes? What crops crave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe use water. You mean like out of the toilet? Yeah. That was you, funny. You take water Every time. Toilet? And the fact that he didn't know what the Secretary of the Interior was. Yeah. yeah. I thought, and yeah. he's the smartest guy in the... What? <laughs> uh, how he broke out of prison was kind of funny. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I got out. Yeah, I was in. Getting, Did you yeah, see yeah, yeah. yeah, I was right there. Yeah, maybe you should check the files. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, in my opinion, it, I think even an average guy... The fact that he didn't pick up that Maya Rudolph was a prostitute. Yeah, that... Yeah. Come on. Even a stupid man, even an average guy who would have been the smartest man on the planet at that point in time. And we didn't even see anything in Europe or any of the other countries, which I would have liked to have seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, could be sequels. Nah, Mike Judge is a bitter, bitter man. He is a bitter man. (laughs) Uh, Brilliant. Brilliant man. But bitter. Um, They... He would have done better. He would have, A, picked up that these are stupid people. And you'd have just gone with it. Like she did. Yeah. Oh, she was brilliant. Yeah. 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 Oh, I can keep you waiting all oh. your two or three days. Yeah. All right, baby, but I'm going to be waiting. Out, you know, like, the, yeah. just playback. It was fucking hysterical. Yeah. I actually thought that was really funny. And then she gets arrested for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah. For not putting out. Without putting out. Without putting out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Is she putting out? <laughs> hey, can we go off family, family style? style. <laughs> um, oh, is there was... no Starbucks around them? Oh Jesus! <laughs> I could use a Starbucks. <laughs> when he first said that, I could use a Starbucks. We don't have time for a hand job. <laughs> what? They <laughs> show the Starbucks. Yeah, and I thought that that was brilliant. Wow, you throw a joke out there early in the film, yeah. and then you later on, you, pay, yeah, yeah. you do the payoff well, no, And then the, the Costco that's the size of uh, a city. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I went to law school here. But then you had stuff that was really predictable, like Fuddruckers. You knew. Yeah, you knew where that was yeah, going. Yeah. Perhaps there was too much of a depression. <laughs> yeah, like, no, okay, the, the thing that they grabbed me, and, and, and again... I, I know you guys have kind of different jobs. I work in an office, and cur- you know we used to have a dress code. You know you have to wear khakis and you have to wear a collar shirt. Yeah. And now it's literally people are wearing shorts and people are wearing t-shirts with swear words, and it's like it's like. I mean, not not, not that I, don't, I mind wearing a t-shirt into work. I mean, God forbid, I love wearing jeans and a t-shirt into work every day. But it's like it's gotten so far away from like. Like, when you're at work, you, you kind of do a little, put a little effort into it. And it's like, that was the thing that jumped out of me. It's like, everybody was dressed in shorts and a t-shirt. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, the president yeah. was like, well, the president was wearing wrestling gear, essentially. But yeah. but it's like, yeah, maybe this hit a little too close to home in the current yeah. climate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what? Go to court. Yeah. Go to yeah. fucking yeah. court. Yeah. It's like people are not even being taught what we were taught as kids. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no respect for basic institutions. There's no respect for... There's no politeness. There's no... When we grew up, it was Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. That's, that's how you refer to an adult. You didn't refer to them by their first name. You just... 
that's one of the things. And if you watch Certain the Poseidon man. Adventure, watch the old Poseidon Adventure. You'll never hear a first name. It's Mister This and Mrs. That and Miss. I, I just I, you're you're so correct in that we keep getting farther and farther. In the '60s, man, you showed up for work in a suit and a tie. You look at at artists. You know Jack Kirby. Yeah. You look at John Romita. You look at Gil Kane. Gil Kane. They're all in suit and ties, sitting at their drawing board. Yeah, Durenko. Yeah, they they. That was normal for that time. Yeah, yeah, That's how yeah, you went to yeah. work, and we just have we have so gotten away from from that that uh, yeah, well, casual Friday became every day. Yeah, yeah. and casual Friday is like show up in your pajamas. Yeah, yeah, and people do. You shouldn't be wearing yoga pants on on a good fucking day, not to fucking work. Are you kidding me? I gotta look at that shit for eight hours. Oh my god, Lululemon, please, shit. Yeah, I there was there's almost a malaise that comes over you as you realize yeah. that no, this is the way we're going. Yeah, I thank God I don't have to be there. Just the premise of putting him in a coffin with the with the drugs for for a year. As an experiment, and then before the year is up, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's already yeah, forgotten. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, well, that's military. Uh, you yeah. made reference uh, the cube. Yes, and and nobody, and it was sort of like, well, it's just one of those things that that that, that you know, it was so layered in secrecy yeah. that people just you know, Put key people up. forgot about it and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But yeah, no, I. I yeah, I, if this if I would have saw this movie when it came out, I probably would have enjoyed it a little bit more. But like I said, dude, I think it just hit a little too you, close. You to know home. what? It would, it would have been like there's no way shit gets this bad. It, it, it's incrementally gotten worse, so now it seems very prophetic. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, because yeah. I did see back, it when it first came out. Go back 16 years ago, and it. Okay, that's kind of funny, but what? You know what? The movie is not as funny as Office Space. No. But I do think on a deeper level, it's more meaningful. No, like I said, dude, this might be the most realistic dystopian movie I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. It should be a cautionary tale. A cautionary it's tale. Not, yes. It's not. Yes, it should. It is a cautionary tale. It, it is, but no one picks up on but it. But nobody's picking up on it. Yeah. Yeah, we're because we're already, too fucking stupid. We've already passed that turn. <laughs> yeah. We can't get back to that street. We're not. Uh, we're not at the point. Of, yeah, no, we are. We are. We are. Oh, my Lord. Well, I'll tell you what. Dwayne Johnson keeps talking. Uh, granted, he has not done an adult film, but Dwayne Johnson keeps talking. He wants to run for president. Well, on this show, they have him running for yeah. president in 2032, which is quite possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, <laughs> I, th- this is going to be a tough... How, how do you rate this movie? What is the star rating of this movie? Well, in the future... It's like four thousand. Oh, oh, and speaking of <laughs> the part that actually made me laugh the loudest, I have to get oh. this out there. The top movie of the year was simply called Ass. It was an hour and a half of somebody's ass farting. It won eight Academy Awards, including Best Screenplay. <laughs> well, you had the Museum of Fart too, don't. But his presidential speech yeah. at the end. Where you will care about whose ass it is <laughs> and why they are farting. Uh, but okay, so what? How how do you rate this one, fellas? What's the star rating on this? You know what? For me, as a movie, uh, 
I would say it's probably it deserves two ratings. Yes. No. I mean, okay. I'm glad you're saying that because I'm going to I'm going this way as well. Yeah. For me, it was a little difficult to get through. Uh, it was kind of one note uh, through a lot of it. I would give it two and a half stars. As far as uh, the deeper meaning and the absolute brilliance of this film, it's a five star movie. I I literally you could I can't put it any I really I can't put it any better than that. That I completely agree with your rating right there. Two and a half star movie with a five star premise. <laughs> I will give it three stars with a five star premise. Ooh, just... we uh, we're ju- this week we have uh, joined the cult of idiocracy, and we're pretty sure that we are pretty much living the cult, the cult of idiocracy. Yes. So yeah. take that as you will. Let us know what you think. All right. So for this week, with a film that people also watch, we watched 1984: Savage Streets. Directed by Danny Steinman, written by Danny Steinman and Norman Yonemoto, starring Linda Blair, one of the uh, the Thrill Geeks' favorites, Linnea Quigley, Robert Dreyer, and of course the guy who makes every movie better, John Vernon. Principles, principle. The principles, principle, and uh, yes. Yeah, so we've got uh, tough girl Linda Blair and her gang, the Satins, which are I guess is sort of like more like a club than a gang or whatever. <laughs> running afoul of an actual drug dealing gang, which had a really cool '57 Bel Air. But um, what was the name of the gang? I, I don't think they had a. I don't think they had a gang they had name. Jackets, I thought. But oh yes, they did. They had a gang name because remember the one guy keeps going. Uh, I'm loyal to the whatever they were. Okay. Um, so there was a gang name. <laughs> that, that wasn't that good because it. We're going. It did, but. Yeah, it wasn't obviously one that we all kept. Yeah, the one that jumped out at you or whatever. Um, so, yeah, so uh, they uh, they steal the gang's car, and the gang decides to get even by, uh, well, I hate, to, I hate that we use the word, but raping uh, Linda Blair's sister. Little sister. Little mute sister. Yeah, Linnea Quigley. Which deaf is, mute. I, I found it ironic that uh, the Scream Queen was the deaf mute, which yes. I thought was really ironic. And they end up throwing, of course, her friend who is getting married right out of, or still in high school, uh, they throw her off of a bridge. And she's, she's pregnant. pregnant. And she's pregnant. Well, Actually, no, I thought she said that she was trapping the guy by saying she was pregnant and she actually wasn't pregnant. I'm not sure. I, I think that was in... I think that was implied that someone asked her that, but I don't remember no. what the answer was. Anyways, yeah, as, is... as you are wont to do when your friends get killed, you take up a crossbow and bear traps and go on a revenge killing spree. This is female death wish, is what this is. Is that what it was? I, I'm guessing, because that's Yeah, what kind of, yeah. Raped and killed, and then she goes back to, after the guys who did it. It's death wish. Okay, we'll give you that. Yeah. With, with a lot more cat fights. Yeah, I was disappointed. Brian, I, I I don't know about you, but I was disappointed in the cat fights in this. Oh, I thought he was uh, discount, disappointed in the boob count. Uh, no, uh, because there was a lot of full frontal in this. But uh, I am going to tell Great. you. Thanks yeah, for getting them going. I am going to tell you. Yeah, I was not. I was not all that excited with the action scenes in this. Uh, I thought that they had to throw it into the girls' locker room in high school in order for it to be interesting. Otherwise, people would have turned off that fight. Okay. That's the only cat fight I remember. 
yeah, because no, she she well, gets yeah, to a couple of like kind of cat fights with the with the preppy the, girl in the school. She, she, she thinks he's after her, her boyfriend. Yeah, and, and threw her into the teacher. Yeah, who was like, <gasps> you know, those. Are, but the only real fight they had was in the the shower. Yeah, and then two naked girls were fighting, and I don't know why. I thought you would have had your your finger on the pulse of that, considering it was two naked girls fighting. Uh, I I don't. <laughs> I don't know why there were two naked girls fighting. Okay. Did I cannot care? answer did that question. Did you care why? Did you go, hmm? I actually did, and that's how boring the fight was. <laughs> why are those two fighting? Yeah. So we've got a, a pretty exploitative uh, movie here. You know what? The only gratuitous scene that I thought were that didn't go with it, which was stupid, was the Linda Blair in the bathtub. Yeah. I think Linda Blair literally did that nude scene just to prove that she could do a nude just, scene. Just, just to kind just, of break away, because she was typecast as Regan McNeil from The Exorcist. And I, I personally think she she took this job because she wanted to prove that she wasn't just the girl from well, The Exorcist. They went, yeah, you can have the role, but we got to see your boobs. It's yeah. the 80s. It was so, such an 80s film. Um, but no, because she, she had done Playboy. Yeah, She's, yeah. She did a lot Wee of nudity. magazine, yeah. Yeah, she, she was not a stranger to nudity, so that I don't, I don't know that that... Or whatever it was. Yeah, but the fact that they just threw that in, again, you know. I mean, I like my nudity, but I'll throw in when I think it's gratuitous or stupid, and it didn't help. Uh, the bathtub scene didn't help. At Relax. least the fight in the locker room made sense. Relax in bath before you kill people. It happens. Yes. I guess you got to feel like you're washing it away. Calgon, take me away. It's before she killed people. Though. Yeah. But overall, like I said, it was a very 80s movie. Uh, the name of the gang was The Scars. Ah, that's it. Did, none of them had scars. They the did one end. guy did at the end. They, 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 because they, the bitch that cut him. Yeah. The bitch what cut him. <laughs> <laughs> and then she throws her off the bridge. I just was going, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, a, a movie psycho in only uh, a way that an 80s movie psycho gang member could be. Yes. Yes. The gratuitous worst use of the c word. I don't think I've ever seen a movie that had this. I mean, other than a British film where that's not that bad of a word, I've never heard the c word used more in an American movie. Huh? It was gratuitous. It wasn't as shocking as uh, kick ass. I. <laughs> it obviously was so unshocking to me that I don't remember it. Oh, okay. To, to me, that's like that was like that's a, the 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 ultimate me, swear word. That's the ultimate swear word. Ah, okay. Linda Blair obviously had been well. First of all, her mother. I, I she's dr she's in high school, drinking and smoking at the bar with her mother. Yeah, which I thought was a little like not mother of the year. And then she would light cigarettes everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And in the principal's yeah, office. the principal's office. She's she's lighting a butt. Yeah. Well, Vernon's hitting on her. <laughs> well, there was. You're that. an attractive girl. You have a good figure. It was like. What? What? <laughs> but uh, yeah, Vernon's confrontation of these scars was was pretty uh, pretty awesome. I, I think we could honestly say that we've seen some bad movies, and this is one of them. None were quite as heavy-handed as this. You have the deaf mute girl dancing in the gymnasium while her sister's in the locker room fighting fighting. And then she gets raped. Yeah. They throw they throw the, the youngest gang member on top of her. Yeah, it's like, 
It was yeah, it was just like really heavy handed. Yeah. Yeah, and his the, the acting for uh those guys was so over the top. Yeah. And then you really didn't get the payoff from how she killed the guys. There wasn't anything you saw it in the beginning when you saw her look at the crossbow. Oh, and the and bear it, was to- traps. it was totally it was totally telling like, well, she's gonna be killing all these guys with a crossbow and bear trap. How did she get to be a green arrow hawkeye level marksman with a crossbow if she just bought the damn thing? Yeah. That's my question. Yeah. Crossbows aim themselves. Yeah, there's that. Because most most arrow releases because no, no. you have to release the thing. This is all this is like a gun. Uh no, because she she hit the guy in each leg, yes. which would be hard to do from a distance. Yes. But she hits him in each leg. And and then I thought there would be some payoff to that, and there wasn't. Okay. I will give this movie a lot of credit. When she she gets the guy in both legs, nor like in any other movie, I swear to God, the guy would have just been running after whatever. He actually sold the fact yes. that he pulled barbed crossbow arrows out of his out of his legs with meat attached. Yes. Then she she uh, snare traps him with on the back of the the Mitsubishi uh, Samurai or whatever. He gets himself out of that. He lands and he screams because his legs got two huge holes in him. I thought that was like, wow, somebody's actually thinking this through. I'll give him credit for that one. And how he escaped from it, I would give him credit for. Oh, swinging the swinging the gate. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then climbing up the fence. I, I yeah. So there's things that I, I it wasn't all horrible, but. I didn't think it was as revengey as it could have been. I mean, like they... <laughs> <laughs> the revenge only comes in like the last 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. you don't get... Uh, the revenge is not... <clears throat> and then nobody has a problem with the fact that she killed four men. Or no, she killed three. They killed the fourth one. Because he was twitchy. And I thought that was badly handled. Uh, yeah, it was a very schlocky 80s film. Yeah. There's, yeah, there wasn't... This isn't one of the better... This is an angel. No... <laughs> that should tell you something when Key says this, this is, is not an angel. angel. That was that was I think as good as you can get right there. I don't know that. All right, so uh, Savage Streets, what's the uh, what's the star rating on this one, boys? Oh, I'm giving it a solid one and a half. I- I'm grading on a curse. So I'm going to give it a two. <laughs> again, for a schlocky '80s film, it was. Eh. <laughs> I liked Linnea Quigley in it. I thought she did a really good job. I thought that the uh, the head guy, like you were talking about, he did a good job. Linda Blair was not sell. She didn't sell tough well. Yeah. She was too cute to be tough. Yes. Yes. Uh, but her friend who was getting married, I thought, did a great job. Yeah. Uh, so there was She could have been one of the pink it. ladies from Greece, is yeah. what I thought. Yeah. So there was some good stuff in it. All right. Well, I, I didn't think this was the schlockiest, nor did I think this was the most 80s movies of all time. So I'll go uh, I'll go two stars. Savage Streets, that's a movie that people also watched. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Okay, so we are following along with the latest Marvel offering on the Disney app, and that is What If, the animated series. And this week's episode was simply, what if zombies? I am not a zombie guy. I did not pick up Marvel Zombies. I passed on The Walking Dead, and I remember when that came out. You're smart. I'm an idiot. (laughs) Not a zombie guy. Uh, I think this may have been the best episode. 
this for me. was a tale of two uh, stories for me. Okay. Because because of my OCD, I hate mashups like this. I I literally I, I can't you know you don't get your chocolate in my peanut butter don't get your peanut butter don't get your zombies in my superheroes don't get your superheroes <laughs> in my zombies it, it, it it's 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 two genres that I don't think meet. However, the way this episode was handled was as about as well as you could handle this episode, like this story, that I think you possibly could. I, I just I, I I was like cringing. I was like, oh, it's Marvel zombies, and I, like I saw the the comics on the stand, and I was like, I, it would like literally like give me goosebumps because it was like oh, you can't do that. It's zombies and superheroes. You can't do that. And then I watched this, and it was like, well, I guess you could you can do zombies and superheroes. And this, if you're going to do it, this is the way to do it. Yeah. I read the book. I actually enjoyed the book more than I enjoyed this. Okay. So maybe that's where I'm coming. You guys are like, this is the best one. I'm like, this might be my least favorite one. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, basically, uh, I, and I thought it was a really cool explanation, Hope Van Dyne brings Janet Van Dyne back from the microverse, not realizing she's infected with a microversal zombie infection. The Avengers try to stop it, and they make it worse because they all get turned into zombies. And it's, uh, it's the Walking Dead with, like, the Winter Soldier and the Wasp and Spider-Man and the Hulk. And Scott Lang's head. And Scott Lang's head, yeah. which is a little Futurama for yeah. me, but... Yeah, that was too. <laughs> but Doctor Strange's cake. The way that they did it was so good. Maybe that's, they would mix too much comedy and this together. It was too clashy. Maybe that's why, because he, he was... That's all Paul Rudd did was one-liners. It was not... After the first couple, it just became, well, when I'm nervous, I do it. Okay, shut up. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? And the whole uh, happy was just blam, 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 blam. That was funny. I thought that was funny but because he, most of us would fucking do that. But then when he became a zombie, he was still doing no other zombie talk but him. Oh. Yeah. Him doing blam, 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 blam. Yeah, so. I would. I thought they used Sharon Carter well. Yeah, I thought yeah. Sharon Carter was cool. I love the. I'm a sucker for the wasp getting big. Yeah, I thought that the, the, yeah. the that end was pretty freaking fantastic. I loved fucking Hank Pym on Captain America's neck, little chewing. <laughs> <laughs> that I thought was brilliant. The fact that the Avengers went down in like a half a second and they were done. It was yeah. that quick. Uh, I, I like the beginning. It was, I thought it was genius. That and it also made the, the zombies were smarter than the actual live people. Yeah. Because when they're taking on uh, the Ebony Maw and, and the big great Grizzoo or whatever his name is, uh, and they they <laughs> open the por- <laughs> they open the portals and shoot him in the back of the head and stuff like that. I'm like, how come the live people weren't that smart? Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. No, you know what? Because. Um, because we always think of diplomacy first. And and even in superheroes they do that. They they, they want to talk through or at least figure out what they're fighting against before they do it. And so that I know, but once the fighting started they didn't even do that. No, and uh, it was really good. I mean and But this is food now. Well I get that. <laughs> I mean now you're hunting. You're looking at it and like, wait, I mean Doctor Strange and Wong could have just Lopped off their heads with the portals in... in A second. Yeah, in, in the uh, 
Infinity War, including Thanos, and and it would have been oh, all yeah. over. So I'm like, I'm looking and going, how come these guys are smarter than? <laughs> we also don't. We we also tend not to have our heroes think they're murdering people. Well, someone's trying to kill off. We just still don't murder. Oh, okay. That's what puts our heroes above regular people, Keith. For owning a comic store for 25 years, you'd think you'd learn something by now. Punisher killed, Thor killed, Captain America killed a bunch of people in those movies. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just to say, just go. Uh, okay. Okay, we're, we got a little off subject. <laughs> but, but yeah, I guess that's why. Uh, this was the T'Challa I wanted to see. One leg T'Challa? Huh? Peg leg T'Challa? It was, it was, I thought, the contrast between the first, the Guardians episode, and then this episode, and who he was, this was more it, when he said, my people don't believe death is the end. Yeah. To me, that was so chilling, knowing that Chadwick Boseman knew what was going on with him at the time. Yeah, I didn't even think that deep. Yeah. Yeah, no, when it, when he said that, it hit me. Uh, and I thought, this is, this is... He was heroic, beyond heroic. He was fallible, but he was still the hero. He had been captured. He had been fed to Scarlet Witch. Yeah, that was kind of messed up. The vision in this was, I mean, this this was chilling. Yeah, there was it was chilling on a lot of levels. No, and I could see your point is there was it was chilling on on certain levels, and then they they kind of overdid it on the comedy, so there was kind of a different different tones. Yeah, it was too. I, I liked how it mixed. I really did. Okay. Uh, the Spider-Man video, it was a little uh, Zombie Land. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah, was. that well, that, that was an obvious. I mean, yeah. you could say call it an homage, if you will, yes. to Zombie Land. Rip off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I thought it was kind of a non-threatening, fun introduction to what was going on. If you're going to do exposition, that was pretty. You laugh through it. Yeah, and yeah. you got, th- and you'd only do it in thirty minutes, so that was a quick way yeah. of kind of, you, like yeah. you said, the, getting the quick exposition out of the way type of thing. But I walked away from the episode going, "This is this; these are the Marvel heroes I love, and this is why I love them." Spider Man, the whole, how can you keep an optimistic attitude? Yeah, with everything no, that was yeah, that was really good. To Hope, uh, who had been uh, just an incredible fighter through the whole thing and keeping everybody together. You know, yeah. you're seeing this. Uh, well, even I, I, when, he, when when Banner's gonna stay behind, he goes, "I, can't, I don't think he can lo- handle losing another friend." Yes. And yeah. So. Yeah, and when when she goes to bite him and the arm turns green, yeah. you go, "Oh, there were just great moments." Yeah. Okay, yes, there was. And, and, but then they never. I, I want to know what happened with the whole Scarlet Witch fight. You know what? I kind of do too. That's, uh, yeah. But then you were given the the giant Janet moment where yeah. she reaches up and just. Yes. Saves him, yeah. Oh, just the, grabs yeah, it, yeah. 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 Uh, I kept thinking, yeah, she's uh, she leans over and puts him in. Well, there are people crawling up you. They could jump in, but they didn't want to. Vision sacrifice. There was just a lot to this episode that I thought, outside of the episode, this is what I love about my heroes. Yeah. This is why I read comics. It's because of these kind of uh, I don't want I don't know values as the but. The, the, heroics the characterization yeah, yeah the the spider-man has lost a lot how does he as a kid as a kid keep oh, yeah. that attitude uh and i thought that was good uh i thought they did the wasp so well 
Sharon Carter. Why even like Bucky and Cap at the end? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not saying there's a bad. It's probably the one I'll watch the least. And again, because I read the comic and I thought the, the comic handled some of the stuff better. Oh. Well, they had more time. Yeah, they did. There's also Kirkman. The source material is also... Kirkman, Kirkman was writing it, too. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The original one. All the rest after that became shit. I mean, the the first first story was great, and it just became the same thing over and over and over. Right. Again. Yeah, and they, they had like seven different storylines. I'm like, it's kind of one note. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm let's put it this way. I'm glad we got a one episode Marvel Zombie, you know, animated thing as opposed to a Marvel Zombie TV series or, or something like that yeah. or a movie or something. Yes. I mean, it was it was nice and digestible for like a half an hour. I think going past that, you're like you said, it's going to get oh. old. Yeah. yeah, I mean that that was one of the cool things about the Spider-Man thing when it showed like basically zombie Tony, and that's where they got that from from Marvel Zombies. In in this. Oh yeah, yeah. We we the, the Mysterio illusion. I'm going to tell you the the um, the people writing this, the amount of shit that they put in. Tying things like that. Yeah. Uh, I guess this is the end of the line. Because yeah, in the know, first movie, yeah. Oh, yeah. he says, I'm, I'm with, with you, you to the, the end of the line. line. Yeah. And then he uses that line. The oh, no. How they tie to the end. All of the episodes they've done. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they have. They've been uh, really true to the MCU source material. Yes. It's been wild. Uh, but uh, yeah, this was the reason that I liked it so much is it gave me the heroes. These are my heroes. Uh, and that the line from um, Black Panther really nailed it for me. And then again, it was just the T'Challa I wanted to see. All right, so we're still digging this one, boys? More. Oh, yeah. Huh? All right. A lot of episodes to go. Stick with us. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right, so we've been following along with the latest DC offering on, uh, was it, is it the CW? Or is it the... CW. Is it CW. CW? Okay, I, I keep seeing the WB, and that makes me... No. Um, yeah, the, the latest offering from DC on the CW, and that is Stargirl, and we just watched episode five, which had probably one of the most obscure uh, references to a obscure villain in any uh, any DC show I've seen already. It is on the WB also. Is the WB still around? Well, it's um, Warner Brothers. Yeah, it's owned by Warner Brothers. So it's on the... Okay, whatever. But yeah, that's not what makes you HBO old. Oh, yeah, okay. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Shiv is going around. She tries to get uh, control of uh, the Icicle's son. And apparently that, that, that power's uh, within the family because Grandma's got it, too. Yeah. That was a great scene. Yeah. Oh, that was a good scene. I thought that was pretty cool. I, I'm still debating whether the cold wind, uh, you know, the is, is uh, the spirit of the Icicle or... You know, cause he's kind of talking to, like, when the wind blows, he's like, oh, it's dad or whatever. So that's yeah. and then kind of the way his powers work and stuff like that. It's like, eh, I could kind of see him still floating around, maybe. Yes. But uh, instead, she uh, gains control of the kind of hip summer school art teacher. Hip? Okay, sure. <laughs> no, I noticed. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I, I was using hip ironically. Oh, okay. And... Eclipso becomes his muse, and that's actually a reference to uh, a really obscure villain from Stargirl and Stripe Comics called Paintball. Oh. But, uh, yeah, so he uh, 
while possessed by Eclipso, uh, manifests kind of the greatest fears of the JSA. Well, except that they've been teasing that through the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Is that he's going to make you see things and he's going to take your fears. I thought they were kind of stupid for not picking up that after they've been told that a number of times. That they didn't see that. Though, I think that... I think we all do that. And they're kids. They don't listen. I thought it was so cool when Eclipso's face came out of the painting. And then yes. as it stretched, it became Eclipso's face. And I went, oh my god. Yeah, no, the special effects, they, they must have blown a pretty good chunk of the special effects budget on this episode. Because the effects on this were really kind of cool. Yes. And then I thought that was interesting that they kind of, uh, and I keep calling her Shiv, her name is Cindy. But, Shiv, call her Shiv. Yeah, that's her, that's her super villainous name. But uh, yeah, they kind of give you a glimpse into her background mm-hmm. and how yeah. the really creepy scene with the dragon king. <gasps> yes. Yeah. And how her, uh, her childhood turned and maybe explains a little bit of why she's the way she is. Oh, there's always something. Why? No, oh, it's all my parents. <laughs> my dad is a lizard king. <laughs> Not even human. What to make me a uh, lizard do? Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. We've all been through that, right? Yeah. I thought it was cool when Icicle's son told her off. Grandma had told her off. I thought the scene with the grandma was just... That was great. Well, I liked... I I actually... Like, you said... You stood up... I've known you since, you know, third grade. And when you stood up in the middle of class and said, My mom's dead. And you said something like, I didn't even like her that much. He's like, Don't pretend like you care about my dad. You know, like, I thought that was really good. You know, like... Like, no, honey, I'm, I'm not buying your shit. You know? It's an interesting look into um, kind of supervillain life. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. These are the children of supervillains. And he's talking about being with her in third grade. Yeah. You know, you think back to you, who you knew in third grade. And, uh, are any of them supervillains now? They all are. Some are. Yes, yeah, some are. Some are. But it was just kind of cool. I mean, it's kind of a cool little uh, nod, I think. to uh, Again, given her backstory... Through that too, I mean, the yeah. fact that she, I mean, because she was older when you saw her, or about the same age when you saw her, in you know, in the opening scene. So, oh yeah, disappointed uh, that we did not get any more on Doctor Midnight. Yeah, they, they kind of left us hanging with that one, and then they didn't really revisit it at all, or whatever. And it seems to me, and, and I'm sorry, but. Even Pat said, you know, if if what you're saying is true, okay, trust her a little bit. Yeah. Because it's not like the idiot. Yeah, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of getting sick of, well, you're all kids and you don't really know what's going on. I mean, come on, dude, give him a little bit of credit, you know. He's still alive. You would think that he would want to explore that right now and that that would be a a focus. We're switching our focus now to, is, is this true? Could it be true? Just the, could it be true? Yeah. And so, yeah, I thought that the way they brushed that off was just kind of, I didn't like it. And they, I wish they would have given us more. I wish they would, I want to see more of the shade in every episode. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah, he basically just did his, his kind of, what's coming to be the trope is, he pops in, he threatens people, he kind of, you know, obliquely says, hey, I'm this old, and, you know, and then pops out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's working to his own agenda in his own time. But I like that we don't know whether he's... 
No, that's one of the... And, and again, that's what made him so great in the comics is he kind of... He, he did what he did because he loved Opal City. He didn't necessarily like Starman or he didn't necessarily... It was just like, this is my home. I will defend it or do what I do what I will. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's, what, it's what made him an interesting character to me. Yeah, and he's become that on the show. Yes. And the, the actor playing him is doing a great job. I'm still uh, curious as to how they're going to get little Mike. I'm thinking, A, they, they Eclipso him, and he takes he takes uh, the Stripe robot. Okay. Or, they Eclipso him, and either Eclipso gives him some sort of powers, which I thought, I think, like, if he becomes the, you get the whole, well, like, we can't hurt him, he's my brother, cause he, and if he becomes, like, the physical manifestation of Eclipso, I think that would be cool. Or they have so many other things lying around, like they could give him the gambler's gun or something like that. Just throwing something out there, but you know, there, there's other ways that they can empower. They him. offer him power, yeah, they, uh, which yeah, is what he wants. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where that this kind of it's leaning yeah. that way. They befriend him and offer him power because he's lonely. They pointed it out like oh, yeah. incessantly. So I'm maybe Shiv will give him a little. Okay. See, this is high school kids we're talking about. Don't don't start that. Oh, you don't think he was in high school? Come on. I I think that he was like that from the from the from the the womb. I mean, come on. He's Brian. So there's a dirty young geek? <laughs> yeah, there was. It this has been a good show. I think this is this has maintained the uh if not exceeded the quality yeah. of the first season. And We've I've referenced it on numerous occasions when we've reviewed kind of series or whatever. Have you felt like there's been a filler episode? I I I personally, and maybe just my love of the source material, I don't feel like I feel like every episode's been a quality episode. Yeah. It's 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 sent the source, and I don't feel like there's been a filler. I'm not on this I'm one yet. Not no. on this one yet. Not this season. We got we've got a ways to go. I'm still waiting because. Last season had the fight between the kids and Tigress and Sportsmaster, which I personally, that is up in like my top 10 mm-hmm. superhero fights of all time. I'm waiting for that great fight. I'm, I'm waiting for something to go. If, this, if anything, if my complaint is the action in this season's a little a little weak. Well, there hasn't been much action. It's a lot of scooby-dooing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which has been fun. Yeah. I've I've enjoyed it. There's been a lot of setup. They're laying a lot of mysteries and they're not you know, they're giving you clues and, and they're they're keeping you coming back for more. They're giving you a little taste and then But I hadn't thought about Oh, he's my little brother, I can't hurt him. Yeah. And I'm already annoyed. <laughs> now I'm annoyed. It's one of those tropes Yes. That I'm just tired. But it's of. also she has the the the, the rod, which is the and then peril to and the that's the other thing we should mention is that yes, uh, the art teacher was possessed by Eclipso, and the cosmic staff obviously can exercise Eclipso, Eclipso from a body type yeah. of thing. So they've established that. Yeah, the whole it leaving just remind me too much of every supernatural demon possession ever. <laughs> well, they have I that do. Where it I runs do up a vent. Like how. It left him way fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. There was yeah. not a... Uh, oh, he's in for psychological evaluation. Yeah, and you yeah. knew it when he was laying there, I lost my muse. I've lost my yeah. muse. 
So it fucked him up. Yeah, I like that. Took because, part of his soul or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, because it isn't it well, isn't like it, you it, just touch the staff and everything's, oh, I'm normal now. Oh, I can't no. believe I did that. But oh, he, I suck. he may still be craving that during the rest of the season, trying to Trying to get back it. to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Eclipso was a great choice. Maybe too big. Maybe too big. I like how Cindy keeps saying, I control it, because you know that's going to bite her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and probably when somebody else, when Eclipso takes over somebody else, and I think you're right, it could be Mike. It and, could then, be. and I know they've got somebody cast, because I've and I've also already seen the made-up pictures of Eclipso, so I know he's going to physically manifest sometime this season. So And you're going to have, uh, you know, Jade's going to come back at, at a crucial moment to save someone. Yes, yes. That uh, leaving should be gone three or four episodes, and then... Uh, She's got to come back. And she comes back just in time to... And I'm excited because they've done the classic they've done the classic costumes uh, so well. Yeah. And I've always loved Jade's costume. Although just seeing the Doctor Midnight running around is just like I don't know. it looks like a little kid wearing a costume. Yeah. Well, no, that's it, if, it, if it, anybody. And again, I think that the actress is terrific. I yeah, just yeah. she and th- that's the other thing is they need to give her 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 moment. Yeah. Yeah. So far, she's been like the funny sidekick, the brainy yeah. sidekick, or whatever. And then you feel they need to give her the moment. And then you feel sorry for her because you know Chuck was her only friend, and her parents are breaking up. Yeah. There's got to, there's got to be that. I think she's had more meat this season. She really has. Oh no! She oh, yeah. no, no no. I think they're developing her as a character. The, yeah. I'm saying as Doctor Midnight, yeah, she but, needs to have the heroic yeah. moment. The, she needs the, to save somebody or or or. You know, and I don't want it to be like the, the slipping of a banana peel and you accidentally knock out a yes. pussy or something. She needs to have that moment of heroism. Yes. yes. And it may be rescuing Dr. Dr. Midnight. Midnight. It may, and, maybe, maybe going into the shade's shadow yeah. to pull him out. And that may be it. Yeah, and that may be a growing moment. Because huh? yeah. I think she's probably the, the kiddiest of yeah. the kids. Yes. But I do like how it's a non-traditional uh, superhero. You know, her in a costume looks like a kid in a costume because yeah. you just don't buy yeah. that she yeah. could be a superhero. Yeah. And you're, you're right, she needs that yeah. that moment. She's still going to look like a kid in a costume, but you're going to have more, uh, she more respect more for her. Yeah. Still digging this one, boys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This all one's right. got the classic DC written all over. Yeah, this one's, uh, this one's easy to love. Stick with us on this one. Thanks. No Superman, so I'm good. Tune in next week, same geek time, same geek podcast for all new, all different material. Thanks a lot for listening, and hey, keep on geeking on.